Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome, welcome to Crossroads Church. Whether you're online or in person, um, we are opening the doors and saying, "Come on in," um, because that is the presence. That is the the presence of God is always arms open and welcome. Come on in. We know some of you are praying body prayers at home today because you just couldn't be here, and and so you're sitting on a paddle boat, or you're uh, or you're sitting in your living room, or some of you brought your bodies right in here, and uh, and we're so glad that you can be with us in whatever way you can, and we just want to say today, you know, the children are not with us in the. Um, for the next, I think, till mid-September, because they're experiencing peace camp upstairs. And so if you're, if you regularly have been online, we really encourage you to come and, and bring your littles to the peace camp. Uh, they're actually learning skills that promote peace, uh, which prevents violence. If you promote peace, you will prevent violence. And so, our kids are learning great skills today. They're given uh, they're given the way to see that God indeed is the author of peace, the Prince of Peace, right? And so, we're grateful for that. And um, if you haven't already gotten your communion elements, we know uh, that um, at home it may not look like this. We know you have other things you utilize at home. But if you need your communion elements, feel free to go on back. But we're going to invite you to stand this morning because if you can, if you're able, um, some of us have a broken leg and um, others of us have torn tendons in the back of our heels. And, uh, and so anyway, if I fall down, somebody pick me up. And we're, we're family in here, amen? And I love what, what Ron said this morning. He's like, you know what? This is the living room. And so I, uh, I, I do what I do in the living room, and sometimes I make a mistake. So guess what? Welcome to humanity, right? But we're going to get together and just sing about the goodness of God. We're going to celebrate the love of God, the fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And so if you like to put your hands together, come on. And if you like to, you know, if you like to move, you'll see that that's some of us. That's how we pray. When we were in school, we got a lot of pink slips because we were moving all the time. But in church, you won't get a pink slip for moving. So we're going to celebrate in whatever way you want to. Come on.
to come and work with us on our shape, <laughs> and, uh, and she'll actually guide us today in uh, understanding the gifts of God in us that were created and are being recreated now. So will everybody take a breath and realize that you don't know what you don't know yet, and that even if you have known something about yourself at another time, uh, there might just be something fresh if we stay open and curious. So, Lord, we bless Kathleen, and we thank you for the gift of God in her to coach us, to pastor us, to become all you intend. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. 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 Welcome, Kathleen, right. y'all. Well, thank you. Thank you to my... Oh, you can do way better than that. <laughs> okay. Yes. Thank you to my lovely assistant who's been uh, assisting me over the last couple of weeks and actually over the last 40 years, too. So, uh, so yeah, I'm so glad to be up here with you today. And um, my purpose and my hope today is that, oh, look, I have two waters, but that's okay. I might need two. You never know. My, my hope today is that uh, we'll be able to kind of review all of the the messages over the last six weeks, we've been talking about spiritual gifts and, and we've talked about um, how God doesn't want us to be ignorant of the spiritual gifts that we have, that he wants us to be informed 
and we've talked, uh, we've looked at 1 Corinthians 12, and we said that the same spirit, but there's a variety of gifts, and God distributes them to each of us so that uh, just as he determines, and they're for the common good, um, and we don't seek God's, uh, we don't seek power, but we seek God's presence, and uh, we talked about what spiritual gifts are for and what they are not for. Uh, that we should eagerly desire spiritual gifts. And uh, so, and last week, Samuel talked to us about becoming a room for God, living from our most true, authentic space. So, um, my hope today is that we'll be able to combine all of that and talk about how that relates to each and every one of us on a personal level, how we can take in what we've been learning about spiritual gifts, um, because We know that, I'm going to go right back to the very first scripture that says, God does not want us to be uninformed. And so, um, when we, and I like the version that in um, New American Standard where it says, now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers and sisters. So, am I on that one? Okay. Is it, so that doesn't line up. Okay. So, that one doesn't line up with that. So, I'm just going to trust that I'm doing it right and uh, you guys will forgive me if I don't. But now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be unaware. And I like that version, being unaware, because, um, you know, when you think about being unaware, why would God say that? Why would God say he doesn't want us to, he doesn't want us to be unaware? And that is because when we're unaware of what our spiritual gifts are, we miss out. We miss out on the um, on the, uh, the the opportunities that God has for us, and knowing what our spiritual gifts are are key to our purpose. So God doesn't want us to miss out. He desires that we would walk into our true purpose, and so want, He wants us to be aware of those spiritual gifts. And you may be surprised that there are people, and maybe some in this room, that are unaware that that they even have spiritual gifts or uh, what their spiritual gifts may be. And so I had the experience the other day, uh, and we, we saw in previous weeks in 1 Peter 4.10, we learned that God dis- distributes uh, to each and every one of us a gift. So each and every one of us have received a gift from God. When we've received Christ into our lives, we've also received uh, the gifts of the Spirit. And so I was in a meeting recently, and there was maybe about 10 of us in the meeting, and somebody needed a, a, a prayer for healing. And so um, as we listened to this person's prayer request, uh, one of the people in the room, I, I was very aware that she had the gift to pray for healing. And it wasn't only me that knew that, um, could see that gift evident in her, but everybody else in the room could too. So, so we said, would you pray for healing for this person? And so, of course, she did. And, and, um, and then, uh, and healing is, so here we see, this is our spiritual gift assessment that we use here at Crossroads. And you're going to have access to this today. If you want one, I hope you take one. Um, we have them online, and I'll, I'll show you how to get that. But healing, uh, in our spiritual gift assessment, it says, it's the God-given special ability to serve and strengthen the, the people of God by healing and restoring to health beyond traditional and natural means those who are sick, hurting, and suffering. And so it was evident to everyone in the room that this person had that spiritual gift. So we asked her to pray. And afterwards, she said, you know, I really um, thank you for asking me to pray. And I've never really seen that gift 
in my life. And all of us in the room were like, oh my gosh, we all see that gift in you. You know, we were recalling to her different testimonies that she shared about people in her lives, uh, in her life that uh, became healing, became healed as a result of her praying. And so, so now does that mean that I wouldn't pray for healing? Of course not. I will always pray for healing. But if I'm in a room with somebody that needs healing, and I know there's somebody in that room that has the gift of healing, I'm going to ask them to pray because I realize that uh, we all have different gifts, right? And that I realize that all of the gifts, uh, there's one body with many different but necessary parts. So different and necessary and that we need one another. So if we're unaware of what our gifts are, we can miss out um, when we're unaware. And so we don't want um, to be unaware of what, what God has given us in spiritual gifts. And so first thing I want to do is to look right at, uh, I want to first establish God's love for us by looking at Ephesians 1.4. And this scripture, I've just really spent some time with this this week, and it is uh, just like in worship. I mean, you feel the presence of God, right? And so this scripture I've been sitting with, and, and when you read it, long before God laid down the earth's foundation, God had us in mind had settled on us as the focus of love to be made whole and holy by his love. And um, try to wrap your mind around that, that God knew you. He knew you before he laid down the, um, the earth's foundation, and he had you in mind as the focus of love. And I just think that that's so beautiful. And not only does he desire that we be holy, but he desires that we be whole. And so being whole is being able to live into our God-given gifts and our God-given purpose. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. And, uh, you know, the scripture tells us we were not created randomly without a purpose, but God planned us even before, even before your parents planned you. God had a purpose for you to fulfill. And in, in Pastor Claire's teaching on emotions on the soul, if you've ever been there, and a lot of her other teachings, even before your parents met. God knew you, and God loved you, and he focused on you with all of his love. And so, um, so according to the scripture, we have been shaped in advance for a specific pur- purpose. And so um, I want to, to, no matter what, if you don't hear anything else that I say today, what I want you to realize is that... Um, You can rest in the truth knowing that God is at work in your life, even before the foundations of the the earth that he focused on you as a focus of his love. It doesn't matter what kind of childhood you had. It doesn't matter what your current circumstances are. It doesn't matter what your past failures are or your current failures or your future failures. Even in darkness, it's light to him as we heard in worship. And so it doesn't matter what people have said about you. God defines you, not what people say about you. So that is a, um, a, a truth that I hope that you walk away with today and don't believe the lie. So if you're struggling to know God's love for you, to believe God's love for you, allow this scripture just to wash over you. Take it home, sit with it, and know that, you are, um, that God has always had his eye on you as God's beloved. Okay? So the second thing I want to look at um, today is I want to... The second thing is... I want to explore what our spiritual gifts are. So we've determined that we have a spiritual gift, at least one. 
many people have many more than one, and we'll talk about that a little bit too. But uh, let's explore what our spiritual gifts are. And so the, the scripture in Galatians 4 and 5 says, make a careful exploration of who you are and the work you have been given. And then sink yourself into that. Don't be impressed with yourself. Don't compare yourself with others. Each of you must take responsibility for doing the creative best you can with your own life. So when we're aware of our spiritual gifts, we can see the opportunities and where we can help others. And it's, it's not for the purpose of being impressed with ourselves, right? It's not for the purpose of comparing ourselves with others and thinking we have to be just like that person or just like that person. No, God, God is saying, just do your creative best. And I think that that's such good news. Do the creative best you can with your life. And so he didn't say, be perfect in it. Do your best. Isn't that good news? Do your best. So do your best. And so that's the invitation for us today, is how can we do our creative best with what we have been given by God? And uh, one of the ways to do that is to know our shape. Okay, and I teach a class here. It's, it's more of a six-week class, but I'm condensing it a little bit here. And the shape is an acronym for five things that make you, you. Okay, only you can be you. I can't be you. You can't be me. And God designed it that way, and that's what he desires, is that we would be who he's created us to be. So um, S stands for our spiritual gifts, and it, it, it answers the question, what am I gifted to do? Heart speaks to um, what passions do I have? Abilities is what do I do naturally better than others? Personality. We've heard a lot about personality here at Crossroads. That's one of our transforming tools is to know our personality, how God has wired us, um, and our experiences. Where have I been and what have I learned? And so when we are, um, because each of us is uniquely designed and shaped to do certain things. And so when we can understand what our shape is, um, you know, we, it, we can live into something more fulfilling and purpose-filled rather than trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. So God's not interested in torturing us. He's not interested in asking us to do things we're not equipped to do. But he desires that we would all live and serve in the unique areas of our giftedness. And so knowing our shape will help bring awareness, like that very first scripture we read. I don't want you to be unaware. So knowing our shape is going to bring awareness. And... Um, we, and, and so when we're in shape, we're in alignment with God's purpose and plan for our life. And in alignment, we're in balance with a sense of purpose and fulfillment. And when we're out of alignment, uh, um, out of alignment is out of balance and often can create more difficulties when we're out of alignment or out of balance. And um, I'm sure that you didn't notice, but I'm sporting this beautiful little uh, leg accessory here. And um, I've camouflaged it well. So, um, but, you know, I have, this, I have this, this boot that I have to wear and crutches that I'm supposed to use. And um, a couple of days ago, I thought, well, you know, I'm feeling better. I'm sure I can walk around without the crutches. I'll keep the boot on. And so I began walking around without my crutches. And, you know, some that know me might say that I don't always follow rules. And so that might be a, 
well, wait a minute, you guys laughing a little bit too loud over here in this corner. Um, so I, I tried to walk around without my crutches and just my boot. And because my shoes are not the same size as my boot, my back, I was, I had no pain in my leg, but my back was so sore. And then it caused some pain in my hip. So because I was out of alignment in my body, it created pain in, um, you know, in my back, in my hips, uh, created fatigue and all of that kind of thing. And so um, what happens is it's the same way in, in our um, natural bodies. When we're out of, of alignment, it creates other difficulties and challenges. Um, and when we are in alignment, we are, we are um, able to move and function in the way that God created us to. So even for our, for our spiritual health, individually, and also corporately, when we, you and me, are in alignment with God's plan, things will function more efficiently and more properly and more um, have the greatest impact. And so, you know, you can look at the, the physical body and see how that can be the same. And so when we have the greatest impact, that's where we're going to be living from the inside out rather from the outside in. And, you know, sometimes living from the outside in is when we look at other people, we compare ourselves with other people. But God wants you to look inside and say, what have I already given you to do? Um, One of my favorite books is... um, let Your Life Speak by Parker Palmer. And maybe some of you have read it. And, and the quote that I love in there is, um, is the life I'm living the same one that wants to live in me? And I think that's a good, a, a good question for us to ask ourselves. Is the life that I'm living the same one that wants to live in me? And, um, and it's basically asking the question, is my external life aligned with my um, internal life? And, and sometimes we don't take the time to stop and listen to our lives, right? Because if you stop and listen, you might notice the places you're out of alignment, the places where you're feeling the pain, the places where you're feeling the frustration or fatigue. And so stop and pay attention and listen because, you know, our life is always speaking to us. Just like in the scripture we read today, Search me, O God, and know me. Stop and allow God to search you and know you and speak these things to you because um, our life is always speaking, and we need to pay attention and to listen. And uh, my third point is that we are God's masterpiece. And um, the scripture here in Ephesians 2.10 says, We are God's workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance as our way of life. And I love this scripture. You know, in some versions it says we are God's masterpiece. In some version, versions it says we are his handiwork. And, um, and so you probably know, I'm, I mean, I'm not a Greek scholar. Samuel, the guy up here last week, he's a Greek scholar. I am not. But... What I, what I do know is that the New Testament was originally written in the Greek and that that word workmanship is actually the word poem, poem, poema. I, don't, I may be saying that wrong, but that's okay. I don't know Greek. Poema. And so which gives us our English word for poem and poetry. 
And I just think that's so beautiful. So essentially, what um, the scripture is saying, a poema is something that's made. And in this context, it's something that is made by God, our creator. So essentially, in the scripture, God is saying, you're my poem. You are my masterpiece. You are the expression of my love. And I just think that is just amazing. And C.S. Lewis says of that scripture, he says, you are a divine work of art. And if Rembrandt's artistic masterpieces have great undisputed value, would not God's one-of-a-kind human masterpieces convey even greater value? And if you let that sink in a minute, it's a, it's, that's a lot right there, an undisputed value. But yet, sometimes we dispute it in ourselves, and we dispute it in others, right? We look at people as other than, better than, less than. And so right, right now, we're saying that we, we are God's masterpiece. And so consider, what is art? What is art? And art is, it's a beautiful and unique Um, Art is valuable. It's not a copy, but a -a one-of-a-kind expression of the inner being of the maker, of the artist. And so that's what God is saying about you and about me, that we are his uh, valuable, one-of-a-kind piece of art, an expression of God's love. And so um, the inner expression of the inner being of the divine artist and, you know, we heard in the scripture this during worship, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And he knows us so very well. So we are not a copy. Uh, and, and so God desires that we live from the inside out. And so that the gifts that are already deposited in us can be expressed outwardly. And, you know, God thought of everything. God thought of everything that we would need to live out our purpose. And so when you, when you think about a creator or an artist or a uh, designer or an architect or a builder, an author, a songwriter, an engineer, someone who creates, when you think about that, when they're about to create something, one of the first questions they would ask is, what is the purpose of what I'm creating? Because that really matters, Right. If you, know the, if you don't know the purpose of why you're creating something, um, it, it's not going to serve that particular purpose. So, so asking the question is, what, what is the purpose uh, matters before you start creating <clears throat> so that you can add in all of the necessary elements so that that design can accomplish its purpose. And so, so when you think about us as God's masterpiece, He's put everything in there already. And when you consider, um, I mean, consider nature and consider how it's all interconnected and, and everything depends upon the other in nature for things to work effectively. It's all connected. We're all connected. No one stands alone and nothing stands alone. And so, I mean, even when you take a sip of water, if I can do it with a microphone, taking a sip of water, eating a piece of bread. There's some element of nature that is contributing to us being able to take um, a piece of bread and drink a drink of water, right? It's some na- aspect of nature. And so as I was doing this, um, this preparing for today's message, 
I found uh, this other scripture in Romans 120, where the word uh, poem is applied in the New Testament again. And it's the only other time in the New Testament that it's used. And it's for since the creation of the world, the creator's invisible attributes, God's eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen being understood through what has been made, so that what has been made is all one word in the Greek, and it's the word, the poema word. And so that is the word, um, so it's talking about nature. So not only are you a masterpiece of God's, and not only are you um, a work of art, but so is nature. And um, any of you who love to go into nature, you probably realize that uh, when you're in nature, it can feel like a, a real spiritual experience. And that is because it is. You are in um, enjoying the handiwork of God. And this picture that you see is uh, Sean and I recently went on a trip. And one of the, one of the things that um, we're doing uh, right now intentionally is trying to visit as many national parks as we can. And to just to be in nature, to be in God's creation. And we were walking along a path. Uh, we, we recently visited um, the Pacific Northwest. And we were walking along a path in a, um, in a rainforest and came upon this. And there were no, you know, there were no signs, no attractions, nobody saying, go here, go here. We found it along the side of the road. And it was breathtaking. And it was a spiritual experience, wasn't it, honey? It was like we just sat there. And, I mean, pictures don't do it justice. We just sat there and we were just taking it all in, knowing that, that these are part of God's um, created world, his divine poem. And that, that as we, uh, you know, the, the water is so blue, like everything's interconnected and work, works together. What you can't see in this picture is there's glaciers behind it with snow-covered mountains, and it's running off, it's running off the mountains and down the streams. And, you know, that was a big, long stream, and the rainforest was behind us. And the water is so blue, and it had to do with the nitrogen, and it, it had to do with the light and the water and the ice. And it was just all connected, and it was just beautiful. And I don't understand it all, and I don't need to understand it all. But what I say is that if we can, um, if the mountains and the hills can declare the works of God and praise God, then so can I, right? And so can you. And so being able to, to know that the heavens are declaring the work of God's hands, and in the same way, we want to do the same thing, and that he's made, it, he's made nature so rich with resources. I mean, I could tell you many stories. Watch Discover, the Discover show where it just takes different parts of the earth and say how they all work together. But um, it, in the same way, it's so rich with resources that God thought of everything. And how much more would he um, do the same with, our, with us as his created God, made in God's image, um, children? And so we are equipped with every good and, and every resource that we already need for the purpose that he had in mind. And so some, some of us are good with our hands, some of us are good with words, some are better with numbers, some are better with people, some are better with projects, some are better at seeing the big picture and then strategizing, some are better with carrying out those things. 
all are important. Some are, some are visible and some are behind the scenes. Now, the ones that are, um, that are behind the scenes, that doesn't mean that if it's behind the scenes that it's any less valuable, right? We arrive in this world with gifts and to be a gift. And God gives them to us out of his generous storehouse, a variety of gifts. And he wants us to use them well to serve one another. So when you look at this scripture, God says he's given each of you a gift. So who gets them? Each of you. There's no special qualifications listed here because they're all important. We talked about that a few weeks ago in 1 Corinthians 12. You know, the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Um, I, I could say, you know, my leg would say to the back, I have no need of you. It all is necessary and it all works together for proper function and for, um, for things to be the way that God intended them to be. And so, so I just want to say that the more visible gifts are not the more valuable gifts. So you might see me up here sharing a word and our worship team sharing, uh, leading us into worship, but guess what? There's a whole lot of people behind the scenes that have been working and are at work right this very minute to make sure that this service conveys um, God's message to us. So, so the more visible does not mean the more valuable, right? And the, he asks us... Um, to use those gifts well. And so you see that, use them well to serve one another. And um, when we use them well to serve one another, we're bringing glory to God. We are bringing um, God's creative work to the earth. We are his hands and his feet. And just so you know, you know, he doesn't force us to live into his plan. God doesn't force us to do this. Um, God, but rather God de- deposits the gifts inside of us, and we're invited. There's an invitation for us to discover them and to develop them. Um, and until we discover them and develop them, they can be lying dormant. So if you may be thinking, I don't, I don't know if I even have any spiritual gifts, you do have some spiritual gifts. They may just be lying dormant, and maybe it's time to make that exploration and find out what those spiritual gifts are and so that you can use them well to serve one another. And, you know, if your spiritual gifts are only serving you, that may be um, a clue that God wants you to take another look. Take an, another look at those spiritual gifts and how those spiritual gifts, how you can use those to invest in another person, invest in, um, uh, invest in an organization that um, will allow you to love and serve God in a way that brings in your gifts so that you can naturally give them out. And um, so it's an invitation so that those gifts aren't lying dormant. And I want to just, I want to remind you that um, spiritual gifts, so if you've, if you've already taken your, um, so I'm giving you homework. As every good coach, if you've ever had a life coach in your life, they will give you homework. And that helps you get from where you are to get to where you're going. Um, so one of the things uh, that I really encourage you strongly to do is to take a spiritual gift assessment. And if you've never taken one, this is a great opportunity for you to find out the spiritual gifts that are already there. If you've already taken one, 
and um, you haven't taken an assessment in a long time, it's a good opportunity to to see kind of what other spiritual gifts you may have you may have added to to um, to your gift mix along the way because. In the parable of the talents, it talks about when we use what God has given us, he gives us even more. So it's really a good idea to see the gifts that that you have, the ones that have been added. And then also assessments are good in this way too, is that they uh, will show you um, maybe where you're not using the gifts that you have. Right, so maybe if you have the you know you have the gift of hospitality, or you knew you had the gift of hospitality, or teaching, or or any other gift, and you say, "Geez, I'm not. I haven't had anyone over to my house or made them dinner in years," and so maybe it's time for me to um, activate that or to stir that gift up again in me and um, allow it to be put to put to good use in the life of the church, in the life of others. And as an invitation. So, and you'll notice um, that in that spiritual gift, uh, the one that I put up in the beginning, of uh, the gift of healing, there were probably four or five or six scriptures underneath. And so when you get your, um, I have hard copies, and I also will show you online where to find this. But with every uh, gift, there's about four or five scriptures that go along with it. So it's a little bit of time, maybe. I would recommend taking some time out in nature and going over this, bring your Bible and read these and see what God might be speaking to you um, about your spiritual gifts. Because remember, he doesn't want you to be unaware because when you're unaware, you miss out, but also we miss out. The whole body misses out when we're unaware of what God has already given us. And so um, just a quick little tutorial here before I end is um, on our website. You can go to ccmonline.org, and you see that tab right here that says Connect. So um, let's see. Can you see? I'm getting all mixed up here. Yeah, you can see it. Okay, so the the red arrow where it says Connect, go to Connect, and there will be a drop-down. And at the bottom, it says growth resources. So when you see growth resources, you just scroll down, and then you'll see where it says. And there's a whole bunch of great things on there. So you should check out our website if you never have done that, because this has been on here for years, by the way. So maybe some of you have already done this, and maybe of you, some of you had no idea. But that spiritual gift, uh, uh, gift assessment is right there. So you can download it, and then... Um, the spiritual gift assessment will come up. It'll look something like this. And as I said, all the scriptures are down there. It has some instruction. And then the very last page of the spiritual gift assessment wants you to identify what your top gifts are. Okay? So pick three. If you've only identified one, that's okay too. If you want to meet with somebody to help you to discover, I'm available to do that. But then begin to notice throughout the week, When you identify what your spiritual gifts are, where are your gifts already being used to bless others in your home, in your workplace, and in your church? And so just the very first step of becoming aware is to pay attention and to notice and to watch for how you are or are not 
yet using those gifts so that you can you can make the very best of what God has given you and live your very best life. So there we are. And we're going to talk a little bit more next week about spiritual gifts and about, uh, you know, uh, more about the shape and our, our passions and abilities and how those all work together to help us be our very best God, made in God's image self. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, we thank you for your gift of teaching and Sean for his gift of crutching. Yeah. And, My um, helper. Right? Isn't that good? I got the easy <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Will you stand together and let's just pray for each other as we leave that um, we just take a look inside, just let your, just let your um, gaze go inward for a moment. And say to God, there are things I know and things I don't know. And I want to know more about what it means to love God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love my neighbor with what you've deposited in me, with the gifts you've given. And then maybe you could just if you know a couple of gifts already that God's given, just begin to give thanks for that. Become aware, as Kathleen said, become aware of those gifts. Just start to give thanks because it, you are God's poem and artwork. And then let's just put our hand on the shoulder of someone we came with and um, just bless them and pray that their eyes would be open uh, to see who they are. That this week, even with taking the assessment, that we would get um, wonderfully surprised by what we discover. We bless our friend and pray that they see themselves as you see them. And it's Jesus that has created us. It is the Father who has shed his love abroad in our heart. And it is the Holy Spirit who has given us the ability to walk out these gifts. So we bless our friends in the name of the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit, Mother and Father and Savior of us all. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Have a great week. And go find your gifts and give them out. Amen.